0: Yes, I'm a cat now, it's a long story, I fell down a manhole, lost my soul, wound up escaping, coming back to Earth, but now, uh, here I am, I'm a cat. Now, let me assure you, catnip is exactly as good as cats act like Welcome to Checkpoint Church. Don't worry, I got the cat thing sorted out. This is the place where nerds, geeks, and gamers come together to talk about faith, games, and Jerry's. I am your nerd, Pastor Nate. Welcome to Checkpoint Church. Thank you for joining us once again on these deep dives. If this is your first video, welcome. If this is your so manyth video, welcome back. We're going to be starting, as usual, with our scripture. I'm going to be reading from the Gospel of John, chapter 10 verses one through 10. I'm gonna be reading from the NRSV. That's just my preferred translation. If you have a translation you prefer to use, feel free, but this is what's gonna be on screen. Very truly I tell you, anyone who does not enter the sheepfold by the gate, but enters in by another way is a thief and a bandit. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him and the sheep hear his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out When he has brought out all of his own, he goes ahead of them, and the sheep follow him because they know his voice. They will not follow a stranger, but they will run from him because they do not know the voice of strangers. Jesus used this figure of speech with them, but they did not understand what he was saying to them. So again, Jesus said to them, "'Very truly I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and bandits, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the gate.' Whoever enters by me will be saved and will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I come that they may have life and have it abundantly. So today we're going to be talking about the movie Soul. Soul is a 2020 American computer animated comedy drama film, and not that a mouthful? Produced by Pixar Animation Studios, we all know pixar and released by walt disney pictures it was directed by this guy named pete doctor who you might know from some of his other films and co-directed by kemp powers the movie itself follows along with the antics of joe gardner a middle school music teacher who seeks to reunite his soul with his body after it is separated on accident just before his big break as a jazz musician with the dorothea williams quartet If you haven't seen it, maybe pause and go watch because this is going to be filled with spoilers. There's no way to talk about this movie without spoiling this movie. But as I already mentioned, Joe dies, hence the reason of the movie being called Soul. Hmm, what a thinker. But he gets so excited with the opportunity to be playing in his dream jazz quartet that he ends up falling down a manhole and he just dies. Now, I do want to go ahead and say the caveat. So this movie's been getting a lot of flack uh, on the evangelical scene, on the Christian scene, on the other side of the scene, all these different things. We shouldn't watch it as Christians. i want to go ahead and debunk that real quickly. While this isn't at all what Christians may believe or understand the afterlife to be like, This movie presents some really interesting questions for the believer or just for somebody who might be wrestling with who and what God might be in their life. Not everything has to be specifically Judeo Christian. It can be a really good story that makes us think and ask some important questions. One of these more especially interesting questions spawns from the film's playful experimentation with the correlation of these three major concepts. And that's what we're we'll talking about today. The three concepts are inspiration, purpose, and life. How do these three things play together and how do they work? And more specifically for this movie, what order, Do they occur in we start this film with joe and with his understanding of the meaning of life so joe is looking out for his big break right he's a musician at heart but he's always been in bands that have fallen apart he has led a life that up until this point he would define as unimportant and pointless harsh words but it's how he really feels now from the outside looking in we can see that Joe's real calling is touching the lives of children like Connie but for some reason Joe seems to see life as one that is only actually lived once purpose has been found so if we were to lay this out in an equation it might look like this for Joe inspiration leads to purpose which leads to life in other words music led to his quartet which started his life for real. Now, as the movie quickly presents to us, this is wrong, right? This is dead wrong. Joe sees music as his spark or his inspiration, and this leads to whenever he finally does get his big break and all is said and done. He plays with Dorothea Williams, all is good. He's not actually happy. He finds that at the end of life is, is, is not really there. After he's found this supposed purpose, this supposed spark, it ends up being boring and pointless success didn't bring him fulfillment so we know that joe's equation i'm sorry to say it is just dead wrong so what about the argument that the movie presents to us so there are these all-knowing figures in the movie known as the jerrys they're all known as jerry and they are soul counselors who prepare the unborn souls for life in the great before so again not christian necessarily but what do we ha- what happens before we are conceived what happens before we are here on earth where are we where are our souls before that uh and this movie proposes that souls just exist they go through a seminar they find their purpose then they live life so for the jerrys the equation might look a little bit more like this purpose leads to inspiration leads to life so, to put this literally in the way that they see it, you go to a You Seminar, then you find your spark, and then you get life. You get sent to Earth, and you get to live life. Now, the Jerry's believe in their tried-and-true You Seminar uh, as being the method for reaching readiness for life. In the way that they explain it, the U Seminar seeks to achieve that spark that leads to a chance for life on Earth. But, as we learned from our movie and from our uh, side protagonist, 22, even this method is not foolproof 22 has been through millennia of U trainings with some hilarious, famous uh, philosophers and everything in between. It's a, that's the, my favorite part of the movie by far, but the truth of the matter is the reason this doesn't work 100% of the time. And the reason that maybe the Jerry's know, cause they're kind of omnipotent weirdly, but whatever, again, not Christianity, just its own thing. The truth of the matter is that the whole concept of the spark, is really only half to bake. The only true understanding of it isn't really explained until the very end of the movie. Joe misinterprets spark as being a life's purpose, but as a Jerry later explains to him, a spark simply means that a soul is ready to live. So this concept just isn't quite there. So this you seminar is supposed to lead to the spark, which then means the soul is ready to live. But it's not foolproof. It's not 100% of the time. Purpose can lead to inspiration. But life is a bit more challenging to pin down. There's something missing here. You already know the Sunday School answer. Again, I know what you know. I know you think the answer is always Jesus. And it is this time. But... It's a little more specific than that. Before we look at exactly what Jesus might say on this matter, let's look at the scripture for today's video more particularly. So in this passage, Jesus is talking to the Pharisees who were these not so great religious folks and they were literally gatekeepers, right? They were people that were keeping people from understanding God. They were pushing people away. They were, you know, really taking in a lot of money and doing stuff that was not so kosher. So then Jesus comes along and really ruffles their feathers. And this is one of those stories that is particularly meant to ruffle these Pharisees feathers. So Jesus presents this kind of parable metaphor thing about this gate that guards a sheep pen that guards this place where sheep are being kept. There are some people who climb over the fence and get in the wrong way these people jesus calls them thieves robbers bandits but the shepherd on the other hand is one who has permission and enters via the gate itself the sheep listen to this person and the gate opens for this person because they are the shepherd because they're getting in the right way sheep will never follow someone who wasn't even able to get in through the front gate in fact The sheep run away from these thieves and robbers. Now, the Pharisees do not pick up what Jesus is putting down here. So he explains a little bit clearer. Uh, He says, the gate is me. I am the gate. The gate is Jesus himself. Anyone who's proclaimed truth or anything before Jesus was trying to hop the fence and is thus a thief. Or a robber but now that jesus is here he is the gate and whoever enters into things through him will be doing things the right way so basically this is a big old right just a big old bunch of pocket sand up in the faces of the pharisees saying hey you guys haven't been getting it keeping people out of the fence putting you know your own parameters trying to get the sheep to follow you instead of following god hey you missed the mark and you're thieves and bandits this is a scathing review of the current church Then he says this super cool line. He says, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy, but I have come that all may have life and have it abundantly. So Jesus is talking about so much good stuff here and the preacher in me wants to exegete the tar out of this, but there's really only one part of soul that really relates to this that I wanna talk about in this video. See, the Jerry's seem to have missed a super important part of the puzzle. We don't just live once. We actually live twice in Jesus's metaphor that he presents here there's actually two times of life there's life outside of the gate and there's life inside the gate there's life before knowing Jesus and there's life after knowing Jesus now in Methodism we call this pervenient grace Jesus is actively pursuing a relationship with you from the moment that you exist this is the grace that exists purely from the existence of the gate that is Christ So then we have to keep up with our equation, right? Instead of regular life, old life leads to purpose. And the purpose is the gate and the gate is Jesus. We don't even realize what real life is. We've not even gotten to the rest of the equation. We don't even, life doesn't even begin until we realize who Jesus is and we get in that gate. And then we realize our inspiration at the same time. Christ inspires us to have new, abundant, big, full, wonderful, amazing life. To put down words to this, prevenient grace leads to an acceptance of Jesus, leads to a new, abundant life. So there isn't so much just one life to live. There's eternal life, which is being freely given by a loving and welcoming gate that we call Jesus. All we have to do is go in the right way. There's no need to climb the fence. The gate is there and the gate is wide, slap open. So the question becomes, what about other traditions, other faiths, other gods? Uh, Obviously, that's something presented in this movie. And that's a conversation for another time. But the short answer is that we here at Checkpoint Church believe Jesus to be the way, the truth, the life. Any other way, I'm sorry to say, is just climbing the fence. And we can talk about it and talk about what that means. And and there's a lot of nuance here that I can't get into in a video and keep it any shorter than like an hour or so. But the real question for us here today, whether or not you believe in Jesus, whether or not you are a Christian, whether or not you go to this church, or whether you just found this video because you like the movie Soul, the real question for today is, how should this equation actually help us to be better people? How can we keep from being old Joe Gardner, who's obsessed and missing the true point of life? We can learn this by seeking out the truths presented to us by Christ Jesus. At Checkpoint, we're doing that by making sure that we are doing good, that we are doing no harm that we are striving to draw closer to each other and god now a more jesus the answer to this might be to love god and love our neighbor these are the greatest two commandments but regardless of what you're ready for or if you join us in this awesome journey i hope you'll think hard on where your purpose comes from and if you're ready to experience bland living or if you're ready to experience the new abundant life that is offered by Jesus. And no matter what, just don't be a terror. Thanks for listening to our weekly nerdy deep dive into the world of nerds, geeks, and gamers. We hope you enjoyed the podcast version of this show. If you'd like to experience this video in its intended full viewing, feel free to find us over on YouTube at Checkpoint Church and watch it there. If you're interested in supporting what we're doing, feel free to go to www.checkpointchurch.com support for information on how to donate or support us financially or otherwise. Or you can go through the Anchor app and support us there as well. This program is created produced and edited by Nathan Webb and distributed by Anchor. Find us on twitch.tv slash checkpointchurch where we'll be streaming on Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. Thanks again for listening to our show and remember, God loves you, we love you, you matter. Be boldly blessed and we will catch you next time.